Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Production Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. Welcome to Laugh, episode 171. It's time for a wee laugh for the August 19th weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you? Great. Even though summer is almost over and we're about to return Sad. to our jobs. Sad. We have to go back to working for a living, <sighs> not just podcasting the days away. I put a lot of effort into the podcast. I don't know how I'm going to find that time during school. Somehow we do. Somehow we I do. Know. I stretch out that old briefcase i guess so we're at the end of the summer season um this is really a dumping grounds part of the year unfortunately even though we have some pretty uh big budget films coming out probably most notably is ben heard that comes out this weekend stars jack uh hudson as ben Hur, and this is based on the award-winning novel from the 19th century most famously made into a movie with uh charlton heston Mm mm-hmm this film also has Toby Kebbell in it. He's famous for playing Dr. Doom in the Fantastic Four, as well as Koba in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We also get Morgan Freeman, and he makes anything better, right? Right. So this is the this is apparently closer to the actual novel of Ben-Hur than the Charlton Heston movie was. Oh, really? Though we do get the chariot race, yeah. I heard it was less that they... That, well, the subtitle of this movie... Of the book is A Tale of the Christ. Yeah. And I heard they downplayed that. Oh, because the trailers play up uh, that we get more Christ in this film. I read somewhere that they toned down the gay subtext of the 1959 movie and the Christ element, which was so important in the original book. Okay. So they're, this article was saying that they're going to disappoint everybody. Okay, because, I mean, to me, I thought I, I that this wrong. was the big Christian blockbuster. This was the first time... We're getting a Christian film that had a huge production budget. Apparently, this is uh, on pace to be one of the worst openings ever. Other than The Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ was fairly big budget. Okay. Because this is $100 million. I think this is uh, north of 150. Oh, I I wrote down here $100 million. I mean, but yeah, I mean, production budgets are all over the place. If anything, they need to be downplaying this. This is... Apparently, we're going to make less than $5 million this weekend. Really? That's what some analysts are saying. That's a shame. Are not, you? Not necessarily that it's, uh, uh, I mean, I don't care about the religious part of it or anything. I, I think it's hard to make a $100 million movie about forgiveness, which is what Timur Beckman Betov said. The movie is about more about forgiveness than revenge. Um and he wanted to make this movie. I mean, he's put a lot of his personal effort into putting it up onto the screen. And it's a sh- he's a great director. He did uh, Wanted, most famously. He's a decent director. I mean... He's my favorite Russian director. I really <laughs> like Night Watch and Day Watch. They're my after, two favorite Russian films. After Sergei Eisenstein? Yeah, they, they beat out Russian Ark and Stalingrad. Uh, but he also did Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I think they call him the Russian Tim Burton. Okay, I could see He that. closely aligns with uh, Tim Burton on stuff. 
Um, Any chance you're going to go see this in theaters? No, actually, I haven't seen the like not the original. The original was a, a 1905, white, yeah. you know, silent movie, and then there was another movie made in 1925, and then a movie made in 1959, and then a movie made like there was a cartoon made of Ben Hur. Then there was a TV miniseries. So everybody that's getting all up in arms about it being a remake of the 1959 classic is, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, there have been enough versions. It's a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake. <laughs> I think I should probably, though, see that first one first. The Stanley Kubrick one. Not the first one. The 1959 one. Not uh, Stanley Kubrick. He did Spartacus. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Charlton Hessler is what it, Hessler. Yeah. Charlton Hessler. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Spartacus either. I would love to see a Stanley Kubrick version of Ben-Hur. I think it would be kind of interesting. You know, uh, the the guy that wrote the book, Lou Wallace, mm-hmm. who was written in 1880, apparently it was the first book that was legally protected to promote commercial products associated with the book. Hmm. Like there was a Ben-Hur flower and uh, some other – it started that whole um, commercial – tie-in thing that's 1880 i like it um so it's an epic story but it's not based on a true story what is based on a true story is war dogs that's coming out this weekend starring miles teller bradley cooper and jonah hill this comes to us from the director of the hangover movies mr todd phillips and this is the story of two young american men who uh won a 300 million dollar contract with the pentagon Uh, apparently they became arms dealers. They got arms to our allies over in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedies rated R. It has a runtime of 144 minutes. So it's wow. almost two and a half hours long. Are you excited about this one? Uh, I would have seen it if it were an hour off of that. <laughs> and the, the I have seen some of the trailers. It looks fine. Whatever. It's the Hangover. I didn't like the Hangover 2 or 3. I like Miles Teller a lot. Chris Cooper's always pretty good. Bradley Cooper. Chris, Chris Cooper's, Cooper's dad. He's good too. Uh, uh, the story of these guys is just seems so, uh, it, it seems really interesting. Like a documentary about th- this might have been more informative, but I like, I like Jonah Hill. I don't know. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater or not, but I think I want to wait for it to come out and I'm going to do it as a double feature with the Wolf of Wall Street. If you say they, they seem very closely tied thematically and just like the way they're shot and acted. If you say that, that Ben Hur is only going to make five million dollars, what is War Dogs going to make? I bet twelve to fifteen. Is anybody going to go to the movies that weekend? It's this a slow weekend? weekend. It's you know we still have the Olympics going on. There's the Conor McGregor fight this weekend. God, you put a lot of stock in sports, like pulling away from movie theaters. Oh, the Conor McGregor fight, his rematch against Nate Diaz. <laughs> uh, it's one of the biggest fights right now. Okay, uh, A lot of people are going to go and watch that on Saturday night and not go to the movie theaters. I w- I'm willing to go double or nothing on the Ben-Hur being, getting over $5 million. Uh, You got to give me better odds for an over-under. I'm saying some of the You said some $5 of the million. I'm just using your... your... Uh, you want to go over-under? I'd set the bar at $8.5 million. No, you won't. You won't. It's not worth it. Eight no, it's not worth it. When you said five million, then it made sense to me. Now, so you think it's going to be somewhere between five million and eight and a half million? Yeah, I do. 
And I think <laughs> War Dogs will probably do better than than ten. But either way, all right. So I, you, if you go ahead, you, you're you're not that far off of what I'm saying. I mean, no, if we're talking just a, a couple of million dollars. We're we're pretty much no. In line. I think five million is pretty low. But War Dogs, it could be. Uh, it's not going to be the sleeper hit of the year. If you if they were going to make a movie about us, a podcast, a movie about the Laugh Podcast, who would you rather have play you, Miles Teller or Jonah Hill? I'd rather Miles Teller, but I've had people <laughs> tell me Jonah Hill's a good stand-in. Wow, that would suck to be Ephraim Deveroli and hey, they could make a movie about you. Really, who are they going to get me? Who who's going to play me, Jonah Hill? Oh, he's lost a lot of weight. He, he's not looking that bad. No, we got fat Jonah Hill. <laughs> Yeah. To play you. Oh, the, the worst would be if they told you they're going to get Chris Pratt. You're like, wow, Chris Pratt. He's awesome. <laughs> Not Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. We're talking Krispy Kreme donut, Chris Pratt. I think Jonah Hill's a worse draw. But I'm saying you would get excited about Chris Pratt. Okay. And then when you find oh, out what right, shape Jonah. he's going to be in, <laughs> like you hear Jonah Hill, your expectations are already lowered. These guys, uh, their their real story, though, is pretty interesting. I mean, uh, I read the Wikipedia article, which is probably enough for most people. But I, if I were going to go see this movie, I would be in anticipation of the scroll at the end <laughs> to say what happened to them, how they, where they wound up. Uh-huh. If they don't show it, I like the scroll. Fair enough. Motif. Uh, there's a third movie coming out this weekend. This movie's been in development for many, many years. This is stop-motion animated Kubo in the Two Strings. This comes to us from director Travis Knight, who is the lead animator on other stop-motion films like The Box Trolls, Paranorman, and Coraline. Wait, did you say this is stop-motion? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, I've seen them working on it. There's some wow. thing. It doesn't look stop motion, like the trailers and stuff I've seen. I think they spent something like four and a half years animating this film. Holy moly. Yeah. It's a stop motion film that looks like CG. Huh. Yeah. So uh, it stars Charlize Theron, Ray Fiennes, Matthew McConaughey, is just some of the voice talent. It's uh, based on a myth. Uh, a young boy named Kubo must locate a magical suit of armor worn by his late father in order to defeat a vengeful spirit from the past. Hmm. Uh, and like you said, this movie looks gorgeous. And for being stop motion, that's just amazing what they've been able to achieve in this film. Is that enough, though? Is that enough? Is that enough to make people want to go see it, though? Just the way it looks. Like an artifact. Uh, sometimes cinematography is a big enough sell. Hmm. I mean, if War Dogs was shorter, I would definitely go see War Dogs this weekend. But well, you're not prone to go see live or stop but, motion but, animation anyway, right? I mean, I always like to ask the question though: What would you go spend your money on? I think the movie that people are going to enjoy the most this weekend is Kubo. Probably it's it's rated pretty high on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes so far. I um, mean, I, I think you know you'd go watch it. You wouldn't feel like your time's wasted watching that film. War Dogs could be really funny. It could also be really bad. Miles Teller does have a habit of making bad movies. Yeah, he could make some bad or some good. Some, uh, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of middle ground. His movies are either really good or they're really bad. Well, wouldn't you go see Kubo and the Two Strings? Because Two Strings and Two Frames, aren't you guys related? <laughs> yeah. What is the Two Strings? He's got a guitar or something. Yeah, he's got uh, some sort of Asian guitar uh, that he can play. I don't know. I can't see Ben Hur because I haven't seen the the uh, yeah. 1959 version yet. 
So I can't spend two and a half hours in the movie theater with Jonah Hill. Might have to go see Kubu. Woo! We are in agreement. I, you know, I've never like seen it. Travis Knight. He was the lead animator for like Coraline and Paranorman mm-hmm. and the Box Trolls. I haven't seen any of those. A Coraline's great. I, Ar- arguably the best 3D film ever made. The 3D right. really does add an extra dimension to it. Wow. More more than Avatar. You could a lot of people have made that case. Wow. So uh Fair those enough. are the three coming out. On Redbox, there's an interesting animated film that did really well at the theaters this summer. Uh the Angry Birds movie's coming out. Hmm. Did you ever play the little app yeah, game? Yeah, I played the app game. Yeah. You lo- you like it? No, I don't no. You don't get into it? No, I don't get into it. Too much apps. animal cruelty for <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Too much bird tension. Yeah. Well, it's coming. Out. I think it went too big. It went too. It got too big for its own britches. <laughs> With the boomerang uh, birds and the stuff, it was a huge time waster when the first time. I thought the movie when I first heard about, it, oh, this is going to be horrible. Did pretty well with the credits. Did well in the theaters. Made a lot of money. You know, nothing like Secret Life of Pets or Finding Dory money, but still, you know, a very moderate success. Enough to justify a sequel. Uh, enough Angrier to birds. justify that the uh, company that made the game and financed the film uh, is going to be able to, to continue to exist. They put up the $100 million to make mm. this film, and you know they definitely got a return on their investment. Mm. So uh, I'm interested to see it. It's got tons of great voice talent. Peter Dinklage, Jason Sedutlis, and Kate McKinnon <laughs> are all in the film. Or their I like voices those guys. Are I like all of them. Yeah. I heard uh, Jason Sedutlis, he he apparently had to go over to Asia to talk about the film and to help promote it. And he's like, it's not even my voice in the Asian version. <laughs> but, but they he, recognize him. Apparently, yeah, there's some, the some value. I, I've also heard like Jack Black talk about having to do that stuff like for Kung Fu Panda 3. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not the Asian voice, but everyone's cheering for him. Wow. So... That's my Redbox pick. What do you have for us on streaming? All right. Over there on the Netflix is the movie about a dissatisfied Beverly Hills housewife tired of caring for her toddler who hires a stranger to babysit her. The stranger is played by Ellen Page. And the movie is called Tallulah. It was very surprising to me because I really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it. With my fiance, and we don't get to watch very many movies together because we don't share the same sensibilities. There's no dog tension in this, no dog violence or anything. It's written and directed uh, by Cian Heder, who is the writer for, or one of the writers for Orange is the New Black. It's her first movie. Uh, Apparently it came to her uh, while she was a nanny. Like the idea for the movie came to her when she was a nanny. Uh, it in L.A. somewhere. It's executive produced by Ellen Page, so she's finally spending some of that whippet money. Yeah, I'm surprised she has the cash to be investing in movies. Uh, it's a treatise on motherhood and sacrifice, and uh, sometimes it topples over into melodrama, but its more subtle moments make up for its contrivances. It also stars Uzo Aduba who plays Crazy Eyes in uh, Orange, Orange is the New Black, Black a movie I've, or a TV show I've never seen. It's good. She's a social worker in this movie, and she's being hailed for her performance, but apparently it's 
unlike her character on Orange is the New Black. But while I was watching, I was thinking, man, this woman has some crazy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought she was kind of off and awkward for the role that she's playing. But, I mean, I guess it's a such a contrast to what you normally see her in. Premiered at Sundance in January, and now it's on Netflix as an original Netflix production. Also stars Allison Janney as Margot. Tammy Blanchard's in it as uh, the mother who sort of uh, hires Ellen Page in a way. The setup for that is pretty interesting. Zachary Quinto is in this as well. He makes an appearance. He was Spock in Star Trek Beyond. So I enjoyed it. I think it's worth the free money that I get for watching, well, you know, the subscription, the streaming subscription mm-hmm. price that I pay for Netflix. So, no, I think these are the kind of movies. These are the kind of movies I think Netflix should be making instead of those Adam Sandler things. Yeah, no, a little bit of like a hidden gem, a little yeah. bit off the beaten path. No, I like it. That's a good pit. That's Tallulah, and you said it's available for free on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, it's stream. It's on Directv. I don't think so. No, I think it's a Netflix exclusive. Oh, only on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting that confused with another Ellen Page movie. Into oh, the Woods. Into the Woods, yeah. yeah. Into the Forest. I into the Forest. Like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, on Redbots, I said, go rent the Angry Birds movie. Watch it with your kids. Uh, three movies come out this weekend. We're both going to take a pass on Ben-Hur, uh, the remake of a remake of a remake yes. of go a see the 19th century novel. Ben-Him. Yeah. Uh, War Dogs, we'd be excited about if it was about an hour less, so we'll probably wait for it to come out on video and watch it at one and a half speed. Or if it was actually about dogs. <laughs> You'd want to watch War Dogs? No. Just leave off the war. <laughs> uh, the movie that we would both go spend our money on this weekend is the stop animation film Kubo in the Two Strings. Not stop animation. Stop, stop motion animation. Stop motion. Yeah, the stop animation. They don't really have like, to stop the motion because those characters are pretty still even when you're not touching them. <laughs> They're protesting. <laughs> it's a protest movie against animation. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure what the Nets review show will be. We'll figure that out. Maybe one of those. Could be. Could be. But uh, whatever it is, we will have shows for you next week. So please tune in. Sweet. Uh, thanks for joining me, L-Train. Box that button, everybody. There be dragons. Thank you.